Hey y'all, it's Sunday Eli, and I wanted to thank you for listening to this episode. I had a chance to connect with some of the stats and statistics with this podcast and saw that listeners are truly plugged in from all over the world as far as Germany. I'm located in California, so I just wanted to stop and extend gratitude and say thank you for showing up. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. We're available on iTunes. Spotify, SoundCloud, and Amazon podcast. Woo woo. Thank you for visiting www.sundayeli.com and checking out the content there. And thank you for subscribing and sharing this podcast with other ladies or fellas, other gentlemen that are in your life at the moment. I sincerely appreciate you and can't wait to connect with you on any social platform at Sunday Travels. Let's get into the episode. Hey, Charmers, welcome into another episode of Ms. Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli, and you know the drill if you are returning. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Come on in. You know the drill. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. I hope you have something to relax your mind and your spirits. Hopefully one spirit, okay? Your mind and your spirit right now. Um, Hopefully you have some infused waters for water is so critical uh, to your body, to your well-being. Hopefully you are getting yourself settled in one solid place, collecting yourself from wherever you last left yourself. Go ahead and tell yourself that. Self. I'm collecting me from wherever I last left me. Any energy that's not your own, go ahead and graciously send it back to the person that sent it your way, that person that cut you off on the freeway or that coworker on your nerves or that drama filled situation that's not yours. Go ahead and send it back. Thank you so much for coming to visit. I don't need you anymore. <laughs> and send it right back where it came from and bless it. Mwah! Bye-bye, don't need you, and collect yourself from wherever you last left yourself. Go ahead and take several deep breaths in. Make sure that belly is rising while you are taking those deep breaths in. Expand those lungs. Hold your breath at the top of your head, the tippy-tippy top. And release. Do that a few more times. And again, just come into the space. Bring yourself fully into the space. Center your mind. Ground yourself. Bring yourself present into the moment. Move the oxygen around your body. Let your blood cells soak up some of that good oxygen. Soak up some of that good water that you're sipping on. There you go. Welcome. Welcome in to Miss Charm School Podcast. I'm so grateful for you taking the time to join me again. And for those of you who are new and wondering, what is Miss Charm School all about? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Miss Charm School Podcast is for women who are in transition. What does that mean? Women who are in transition out of their womanhood into their queendom. Well, Sunday, what does that mean? <laughs> When you're in your womanhood season, you're really in a me season. You're really focused on yourself. As my mother says, you can eat and break the plate, okay? You make all your decisions uh, for you, about you, and your decisions really only affect you. 
when you get elevated into a position of queendom, your decisions no longer affect only yourself. Your decisions impact those in your household, but whether that be a husband or um, a partner, your kids, your decisions affect those in your workplace, perhaps coworkers or folks that work under you that you have been given and gifted the position of stewardship over other positions. Or that could be in any other facet where you have been given um, the position of caretaker or just a position of leadership over other over others. And so you could be a caretaker for a, a parent or someone elderly in your house. Any of those qualify as positions of queendom because your decisions no longer only affect yourself. Now, less lessons in your womanhood are critically important to stay in um, your queendom, to keep practicing in your queendom. For example, in this podcast, we talk a lot about a spiritual space, your spiritual time with God, your daily spiritual practice. That's something that should be happening when you're in your womanhood season that you bring into your season of queendom. But queendom simply just meaning that there are other people under your care. And your decisions no longer affect yourself. Sim- similar to a queen, right? When she sits on her throne, uh, she has subjects. She has nations that she needs to rule. She has people that are hanging on to her, her every word. If she decides you're dead today, you're gone, <laughs> you know? And so that's simply what queendom means. And so this podcast, Miss Charm School podcast, is for women who are in transition out of their season of singleness, their womanhood season, into elevated positions of queendom. So thank you. Hopefully that helps break it down for you and gives you a little bit more insight. Sometimes we talk about career. Sometimes we talk about love. But most importantly, we talk about self and how to be the best version of ourself as queen, showing up as queen in every as- aspect of our life. Yes, how to put on our royal robes. Okay, sometimes we talk about combing that hair, brushing that teeth. <laughs> sometimes we talk about home care remedies, how to take care of your your physical body, how to take care of your physical home. And yes, we talk a lot about how to have better improved relationships with others because a queen rules by decree. Her words matter. How she car- carries herself matters. How she presents herself to the world is impactful. All right? And we want people in your nation, people in your life, to rise up and say that you are excellent at what you do. It's my heart's desire that the women who are listening to this podcast or the men that are listening to this podcast, that you learn how to attract this kind of woman or that you as a woman listening are this kind of woman where people want to study under your leadership and under your tutelage and be more like you or just simply be around you to have some of your queenliness rub off on them. (laughs) That's what we, that's what I really um, would love for each and every one of you who are listening. So thank you newbies who are here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I know that's deep, but I'm a deep person. It is what it is. Accept that. (laughs) Accept it. And I just wanted to welcome you into the tribe. On today's episode, I am going to talk about that so dirty and filthy and spat on word of submission. Oh, yes. 
cover your ears or not, <laughs> we're going to talk about the word submission. In today's culture and society, submission gets a very, very terrible rap. And I, I can speak from also my own experience. Um, my father is an ordained minister, and so I sort of grew up, well, I definitely grew up in the church, but I sort of grew up like a preacher's kid. And so, you know, when there's any teachings about wife or queen, uh, I was gonna say queendom, like, okay, God, we'll flow, queendom or being a wife or um, relationships, the word submission gets thrown around so strongly. And I really, as I've taken a deeper dive into studying it, I really think that a lot of people that are preaching or teaching really don't have an understanding of the function of submission in a covenant relationship with another person. And so I've been studying this, actually. I've been studying the three different pillars of a wife, um, the three different divine assignments, as my teacher has been teaching me, of a wife. And I've just been doing my own kind of deep dive and study into these things, just wanting to understand what are the divine assignments of wife. And one of them is submission. There are two more. And so I started to look up the scripture and I'll go ahead and give it to you now so that we can have accuracy or whatever, you know. So it's actually in Ephesians chapter five and I'm using the Bible app. And I'm using the New Living Translation, the NLT. In verse 22, it says, For wives, this means submit to your husband as to the Lord. That's literally the scripture. If you keep reading, it goes on to say that um, it explains that a little bit more. And then it goes on to talk about husbands need to love their wives as Christ loved the church. So you submit to your husband as you submit to the Lord for the husband sort of serves in marriage the same way that Christ serves in your spiritual relationship um, to the church. Like the Bible says that there's no way to come to the father except through me. And that's Jesus talking like there's no way to get to God except through Jesus. And I really believe that that simply means like acknowledging the cross, you know, and acknowledging the resurrection and those different things. But we're not going to talk about all that today. Um. And so the function of marriage in the earth is supposed to be similar to your spiritual relationship, which is another reason why your spiritual practice, I say this almost every episode now, is critical. And it should be something that's a part of your daily life, not just praying to God, which is one way communication or a monologue, but actually doing meditation, which I really stress in this podcast as well. Meditation being um, silently meditating on scripture. So reading something and really sitting with it and being quiet and allowing that space for you to actually hear God. And that's a practice. Having an ear to hear God is a literal practice. And so the more you do it, the stronger your ear muscles will be for you to be able to hear God. And so anywho, I am a firm believer that your spiritual practice is critical. Um, in your relationship with God. And I think having a relationship with God is critical in having a successful marriage. And the fact that there are what I think we're at 49% 
like 49 point something percent divorce, which is pretty much 50 percent divorce in the United States. We're not doing marriage so well as um, as a nation. And that number is also reflective of people who go to church. And so I think there's a lot of people who aren't really doing their walk with God. Probably they think they are. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't surveyed everyone, <laughs> but I'm sure they feel that, you know, their relationship with God is decent, but I, I just don't think people really study scriptures or sit with God or allow, especially how many people really sit and allow God to speak to them. Most of us, even myself, grew up being taught, like you pray to God, you talk to God, you worship God, but all of that is sort of like one direction, like singing songs to God is one direction, me singing to God, praying to God is one direction, me praying to God. How many people really sit in silence and just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to them? How many people even have the Holy Spirit, right? Like, I'm not attempting to be religious. I'm just attempting to share that uh, it's a two-way street. If we really believe that God is a living God, then that means that there's something that the living God would likely want to say to you or want to share with you, you know, and not that that has to be something always corrective or um you know like a spanking <laughs> i think that the same way we desire connection with other human beings god desires connection with you and um i believe that god evidence of god desiring connection with you is that christ came and christ died which brings me full circle back to this scripture the commandment, one of the commandments, divine assignments for husband is for husband to love their wives as Christ loved the church, that he gave himself up for it. So husbands, one of their divine assignments is to be charged. They are charged with, according to scripture, if you believe that scripture is like holy divine truth, which I do, one of their divine assignments is to love their wife like the ultimate example, the the Bible says there's no greater love than a man laid down his life for a friend, which is what Christ did to, to us and for us, laid his life down for us for love. <laughs> there's no greater example of love than that. And husbands are called to do that level of action, actionable love for their wife. Now, I'm, I don't believe that God's asking husbands to go kill themselves in the name of love for their wife. But what I do think it means is a dying of self in crucifying their will to show their wife love. And you can allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you, however, with that. But I think that uh, when you move from solo to duo, you it's a it's a sacrifice. You know, you're not just thinking about yourself anymore. You're thinking about the other person. So much so that you're willing to lay your life down to make sure that that person knows that they are loved, that they are cared for, that they are provided for, that they are healed, that they are transformed, that there's literally nothing you wouldn't do. There's no length you wouldn't go to show your love for that person. That's a very, very tall order. <laughs> and wives are not asked to show that same level of actionable love for their husband. Wives are simply asked one of the things to submit. To their husbands now submit okay a lot of women uh struggle to swallow that word <laughs> and i think even for me as someone who grew up in the church submit is a word that 
Um, uh, you know, I've heard people say like, well, I, I don't have a problem with submitting. It's just who I'm submitting to. Okay, sis, you found a loophole. Woo woo. Congrats to you. But I want to get past a lot of the smoke of our knee jerk um, reactions that we spit back out that we usually get applauded for applauded for. And I really want to dive into uncovering some of the mysticism of submit. So I really like how um, a mentor of mine describes submit simply as allow or yield. And I think allow and yield are two words that are, at least for me, much easier to swallow than the word submit. So when you allow your husband to be the head, and specifically in marriage, right? When you're allowing him to be the head, and this is another thing that my mentor shared, you want to make sure you pick an excellent decision maker. Ultimately, the the wife or, you know, the woman who agrees to get married is her choice to say yes, right? So it's your choice to say yes or no to someone. So ultimately, the power lies with you to say, yes, I want to enter into a covenant marriage with this person. I hope you pick an excellent decision maker. That should be something I'm learning as well to highly pay attention to. Did I pick someone who's an excellent decision maker? How good is he at making decisions? Is he indecisive? Does he go back and forth? Does he allow other people to sway his mind? Is he is is he easily influenced by peers and other people? Oh my goodness, I've dated all the above. Hello. <laughs> Definitely have dated all of the above to the point that I've even been frustrated before I had the language to put into it. I've been frustrated dealing with some guys like, oh my God, why do they survey 50 different people before they make a decision? And while I do believe there's wisdom in wise counsel, it's just that, wise counsel. Everybody doesn't have wise counsel. Some of y'all is out here talking to people and they're the blind leading the blind. Hello, hello, hello. That person don't know nothing more than you do. And you're going to them and asking them for advice and they're giving you their opinion and they're just as lost. And then you want to be the head of my life? That's why I understand why women say, I'll submit if you show me somebody worthy of submitting to, okay? I understand where that sentiment comes from. But like I said, I don't want to stop there because the call, scripture, one of the calls for a woman who's in her queendom, in her wife season, her elevated position of wife is submission to her husband. That is divinely asked by God. It's one of three things. I'm still studying the other two. So in a part of my study for this, um, the words allow and yield came up and those seem much easier to swallow. So one, make sure you pick someone who's an excellent decision maker. Okay. Ouch. If you're already married to someone who's not, okay. You're going to have to pray, pray, pray about that. Um, secondly, you want to get someone who you can allow yourself to yield to. So that means, um, how would I explain this? <laughs> because I don't want to assume it's self-explanatory. It means that I have a will to do something, but I'm going to yield my will to allow this person's decision to, to be the final decision or to rest, right? 
I think one of the gifts of being a woman is that we have influence. Um, I don't really see any man that really loves you is will allow his decision to be influenced by you. And a wise man would ask for your input anyway, because one of the gifts of being a woman is being able to see multiple perspectives, being able to, as my mentor calls it, have radar. If you think about a ship, a ship has radar. Radar means that it's it's scanning a wide range territory. And uh, she describes men's vision as laser focus. When they're laser focused on the goal, like they're not looking at perhaps all the details or, okay, over here to the right, there's a coral reef and over here to the left, there's a whale. They're not looking at all that. They're just looking at the prize straight ahead, right? So one of the gifts of being a woman, period, uh, even when you're in your womanhood season, you should know this. One of the gifts of being a woman is that you are an influencer, Eve in the beginning, I mentioned this in one of my other podcast episodes, Eve in the beginning was deceived by the serpent, but the serpent spoke to her because he probably understood the function, one of the functions and one of her gifts is influence. If he could deceive her, which he was successful in deceiving her, there was the highest possibility chance that she was going to influence her husband and she did. And her husband just went along with it, right? So when a, a man really does love you and is committed to you, even though he may be the quote unquote head, as scripture has called him to be, he's not going to really make too many decisions without your influence, right? That's the gift of the masculine and the feminine working in harmony with one another, right? I think some of us have been so burned by the term submit because so, so many people have used, so many men in particular, have used that to stifle you as a woman or um, get you to shrink is the best way that I can paint that picture. And that's, I don't believe that that was God's intention of the function. I think that you are intended to be fully expressed. I think a man is better off when his wife and the woman in his life is fully expressed. Um, so I really want to use the word submit, but I want to break it down. Let's call it a Sunday definition as allow and yield, which means that, okay, I may have shared these different perspectives with you and whatever conclusion this person comes to after, you know, my influence, <laughs> I yield to that. I allow, right? If uh, something breaks down on your car, and you call and make an appointment or whatever to go get it fixed. And your husband says, oh, babe, I can fix the windshield wipers or whatever, right? Submission would be allowing him to fix the windshield wipers. Okay, baby, when would you be able to get to that? I need them fixed by Thursday. Okay, I just, I'll just go do it tomorrow morning or when I get off work tomorrow or something. Okay, great, right? Submission would be allowing that to happen instead of, overriding it and saying, well, I already called and made the appointment. And, you know, so I'm just going to go ahead and take it to Jimmy's down the street. Right. That would be, it's a small example, but that would be overriding, quote unquote, his headship, his decision and not allowing in that time period and therefore not submitting. In covenant marriage, okay, a boyfriend, maybe is, you know, I'm not saying he's not going to 
He may not know how to articulate that he's looking for that if you're in a boyfriend situation, but every man is looking for that because that also goes into respect, but that's a whole nother episode and I've done episodes on respect. Okay. So, um, anyway, I don't want to sound like I'm beating up because trust me, when I have these conversations with women in my personal life, um, there are women who get very uncomfortable with these conversations because they feel like, um, the conversation is beating up on women. It's not beating up on women. It's sharpening us so that we can do better at our divine assignment. The same way going to a skills training for your career, right? Like if you don't know how to do something in project management and you take a class in project management, you're adding tools to your toolbox that sharpen your skill set to be able to do a promotion or, or a different type of job at a greater function, higher capacity. And there are benefits with that. We understand that in our career world because, okay, well, if I go get this certificate or this training, then that means I can charge more for this and that's more money in my pocket, et cetera, et cetera. It's the same thing in the function of queendom in interpersonal skills, specifically in the divine assignment of wife. If you utilize the tools, divine biblical tools, which is divine truth, if you utilize the tools, you'll have greater results, period. And there are benefits with those with with utilizing the tools that's it sis (laughs) argue with god (laughs) don't argue with me okay so yes um i've been taking a deeper look into this so i would really encourage you to look actually just go ahead and try to look up the webster dictionary of allow and look up the webster dictionary of yield If you think of when you're driving and you're yielding to traffic, it doesn't mean that you stop. It doesn't even mean that you stop driving. It just means that you slow down, you survey what's going on, you let the people that are already in motion go ahead, and then you go on with your business. Then you go about your business. So submission doesn't have to be a shrinking or a stopping or a um, limiting of your voice. But think of it as yielding. Okay, let me survey the land. Let me see what's going on here. Okay, now it's time for me to merge. Think of it as a skill set of yielding and a skill set of allowing. Okay, I think that's very encouraging and very empowering to me. So I hope that that blesses your life as it blessed mine. I want to also encourage you to disassociate oh my goodness I just know like my eye is going crazy right now (laughs) to the point that I'm going to probably have to like close my eyes to record the rest of this episode but we're not gonna let the devil get a foothold because somebody's gonna get free from this recording and there are going to be women who are not yet married who enter into marriage and they're going to remember allow and yield and you are going to have, you're going, your marriage is going to bear the fruits of it. You're going to have a more harmonious, peaceful home because you understand something as small as that because you listen to this episode. So I'm not going to allow the devil to stop me, okay, from continuing this episode. We're going to continue to move forward. Even if I have to have one eye open because I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> so the next thing that I wanted to share with you before I close today is disassociate i really want to encourage you to disassociate submission with lesser value and i really want to encourage you to disassociate being a helpmate which is also 
in Genesis, when God created man and woman, he literally called Eve a helpmate to Adam. And I think that we get this also very confused. And we can think of a helpmate or a helper as also lesser value. And I really want to encourage you to disassociate, submit, and helpmate with being lesser value. Lesser value. When you think about asking for help, right? Think about your prayer time when you talk to God and you ask God for help, right? You're usually asking God for, you know, a breakthrough or help with something emotionally or you're going through something and you need help or you need uh, a breakthrough or a miracle or something like that, right? So when you go to God for help, there's times when you go to God and you don't have a close relationship. And you're like, hey, God, look, like I probably don't even have a right to ask you for this, but I'm asking for help. Please help me. And then there's times when you're really walking with God, a.k.a. having your spiritual daily practice. I'm always going to plug that. But when you have your daily spiritual practice of prayer and meditation, you feel confident to go to God and be like, look, God, this is what's going on. You already know what's going on, but this is what's going on. And I need to answer now. And you know how to sit in meditation and say, you know, God, my, my um, spiritual eyes and spiritual ears are open. You know, you ask good questions. I don't have time to go into all that. Listen to the podcast episode called Better Questions. Ask better questions. And you'll um, understand what I mean by asking better questions. But when you have a closer relationship with God, you think it, it's not even a second thought. Like, I'm just going to go to God and get help. And you have confidence that God's going to help you. So when you think about the wife being a helpmate, think of it in that way. You are assisting your husband. Your husband should feel that he has full confidence. And actually, I believe it's Proverbs 31 where it talks about the Proverbs 31 woman and Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 31. Um, There's one of the passages from verse 10 to 31 says that her husband confidently trusts her. Your husband, your partner should have full confidence and full trust in you that you are going to be helping him to his highest and his best good, right? That's not somebody of lesser value by any stretch of the imagination. That's a very powerful person. And so I also just, again, want to encourage you to disassociate being a helpmate or a helper or, or submission to lesser value. It doesn't mean lesser value. It doesn't mean that you have to shrink. It just means that you're using tools to have a more harmonious, copacetic home and marriage that reflects that of which works for your husband, the way that God divinely created him and built him to be in the earth, and works to have to ensure that your marriage is one of harmony, of peace, and of bliss, okay? Where you guys actually want to touch each other and kiss each other and love upon each other, right? Because you're in your bag when it comes to utilizing the tools of strategy to yield, to allow, and to be that place of confidence for your husband. He's going to come to you every time when he, you know, has a question about something. If he feels like he can confidently and comfortably trust you, that he has confidence in you, right? All right. So that's just the last piece that I want to share there before I wrap up today to encourage you again for the third or fourth time, disassociate submission to lesser value, disassociate 
help make to that of a lesser value. Look at how much we value God that we can come to God and ask God for help. That's the same way your husband feels when he comes and asks you for help. It doesn't mean that you're weaker by any, it doesn't mean that you're of lesser value. Let me be specific with my words. It doesn't mean that you are of lesser value because you allow or you yield or you help. It means that you're serving in a divine assignment where you guys are working together and that works. It simply works. One thing that my mentor had shared, she was on a television show and she was talking about would and will statements. The same thing that I've shared with you guys on the podcast episode of Ask Better Questions. And a woman on the on the television show um, sort of had a very strong reaction to her comment and was like, you know, I don't feel the need to explain this to him. If he doesn't already know, okay, blah, blah, blah. The truth is he probably doesn't know because he's a man who's created by God and he has a different viewpoint of the world because he was built to serve a particular divine assignment that you as a woman was built to fulfill a different divine assignment. And together, the two of you complement one another, overall complementing the fullness of God. And that wasn't my mentor's response. <laughs> That's just Sunday talking and flowing. But the woman had a very strong reaction to her just sharing about would and will statements for something as simple as, honey, would you take out the trash after dinner? You know, and the woman was basically saying, like, I don't understand why I have to ask him to take out the trash. He can see that the trash needs to be taken out. And my mentor simply just said, are you more concerned with being right or do you want to know what works? Because this works. And I just love that. And so I'm just going to borrow that from her. Okay. Are you concerned with being right? Or, or are you concerned with what works? I pray that if you are a tribe member of Miss Charm School Podcast, you are here because you are passionate and you are concerned about what works and spiritual principles, If again, if you also believe that the Bible is spiritual truth and spiritual law and divine truth from God given to us, then the principles in it work. They simply work. And so even though there are principles in the Holy Scriptures that have been twisted, misused, wrongly taught, that's all true. That's all true. Look, you don't have to look further than the divorce rates in the church to see that. Yes, a lot of people, even in the church, don't know what they're doing. And this is why I've made it, I guess, my personal mission to really try to study and learn because I want to have the successful marriage and the success, successful queendom position where the people who are a part of my nation, even if it's just my husband and my kids, but the people who are a part of my nation, the people that eat off the fat of my land, <laughs> to use a very churchy term, you know, I want them to really feel blessed and really feel nurtured and really feel cared for. And really, um, there's a scripture in, I believe it's Proverbs 31, the Proverbs 31 woman that her children rise up and call her blessed. And I just want 
that level of excellence. I'm passionate and determined to have a level of excellence in the sanctity of marriage. And if I can help illuminate these principles to other women who are also hungry and thirsty to know the truth, like this may not be a popular podcast because it's con it's the information that I'm sharing here. Um, I really genuinely believe is divine truth because I study divine truth and I speak those things to you. And um, it's very counterintuitive to what's saturated in the market. But it makes sense. Why would truth be saturated in the market? Because then people would have success. No, it's going to be, my mother always says, truth mixed with a little bit of lie <laughs> so that you can try it, but it's not working. It sounds right, but it's not working for you. And I'm determined that this podcast be divine truth, God's truth, so that people can experience real harmony, real fruitfulness, real love, real passion, great sex, okay, real joy in their life. And so you have to ask yourself that question. Are you more concerned with being right? Or do you want to utilize what actually works? And I believe the holy texts work. So let's do our work, ladies. Let's be excellent queens. Let's put in the work. Let's do what it takes. And let's disassociate, helpmate, and submission with lesser. They're just tools for your toolbox. Use them wisely to live your absolute best, most juicy, fulfilling life and marriage. I love you and I'll talk to you soon, Charmers. Ciao.